welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? I'm so happy you are here today to chat with me because you're going to be listening in on a conversation I had with my friend Megan about all things pelvic floor and how there are strategies to actually learn about your pelvic floor and how we can engage it to really improve the pregnancy process, the labor and delivery process, and the postpartum recovery, as well as just improving your overall health before you even have a baby. So if you're like, what is a pelvic floor? Don't worry, you're not alone because I asked her tons of questions about it because this is an area I am not familiar with, but is really, really crucial that we learn about it. So I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. So let me give you a little deep dive about Megan first, and then we'll just dive right in. So Megan is a Navy wife to her helicopter flying husband, and she has three sweet little babies. She is a graduate of Marquette University. She actually has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. And she spent five years as an RN in the labor and delivery and mother baby unit um, before she left the hospital to have her um, or her second child in January 2018. And that's when everything really started changing for her. So once she left the hospital, during that time, she discovered a passion for fitness and she was running accountability groups with other moms, but she really missed working with that prenatal and postpartum population. So in February of 2020, she combined those passions of you know, having accountability groups and the pregnancy postpartum community. And she became a certified instructor with fourth trimester fitness method. And that's what we're really chatting about is the fourth trimester fitness method. Because a lot of times when women are pregnant afterwards, they give birth. And then six weeks later, they go back to the doctor to see how everything is. They're like, okay, you're healed. Like you're good to go back to normal fitness routine and all this stuff without really learning about our pelvic floor, about how to actually recover in a supportive way and how your body changes so much and what you need to do differently. But again, we also chat about things to do while you are pregnant to improve the labor process. And then things you could do if you're like me, who you're not pregnant right now, but maybe one day you want to be. And even if you don't want to be, because the pelvic floor, what she with what she talks to us about is a hammock of muscles that's really supporting all our organs and things. So whether you want to get pregnant or not, or you are or not, this is an amazing conversation that you definitely need to listen into. And I cannot wait. So Anyway, so she became an instructor with fourth trimester fitness method. That is a tongue twister. Try saying that four times fast. But today she's serving the prenatal and postpartum community now by teaching three different classes, birth ball basics, postpartum recovery fitness, and pelvic floor core and more, which we dive into each of them. And I am so excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Megan Luke. 
Megan, welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. I'm so excited you're here to chat with us today. This is a topic that I really don't know much about because I haven't been in this situation before, but I know um, a lot of people in this community are really interested to learn about this. So that's why I asked you to join us. So I'm really excited. So please introduce yourself, tell the listener everything that we need to know about you, what you do and how you got into this. Hey, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I will start off just saying a little bit about me and then I can get into kind of how I got where I am right now. So I um, am a mom of three little kids. I have a five-year-old and as we're recording this, um, my son is going to be three tomorrow. So he's almost three. And then, um, (laughs) yeah, and then a one-year-old. So have a lot that happened in a very short amount of time as far as kids go. Um, and I am a Navy wife. Um, and I guess that's kind of mostly about me. Um, so how I got into this, uh, is kind of a long, like I would say this road span of, of several years of how I actually got to here with a lot of different steps. So I actually studied nursing in college. I got my bachelor's degree in nursing. Um, And right out of college, I actually got a job in labor and delivery as a labor and delivery nurse. And I loved it. And I thought this is what I'm going to be doing, you know, for the rest of my life. This is going to be it. Um, And I did work in that area for about five and a half years. Um, I worked through my first pregnancy um, and um, my first pregnancy, my first delivery went back and then worked through my second pregnancy as well. Um, but as I was on maternity leave after having my second, I was just struggling with a lot of anxiety, um, and really struggling with kind of going back to the hospital setting. I really loved working with pregnant and postpartum women, but I, um, just got super anxious in a very like high stress setting. So I was really worried about going back. Yeah. So, um, I chose not to go back to the hospital setting after having my second baby. Um, and I did a couple other like nursing things on the side, just very like once in a while, but I really felt like I wanted to still bring in an income for my family. Um, and just really didn't know what that meant, what it was going to be. Um, I kind of dabbled in a couple like network marketing things. Um, one of those being Beachbody and through that I discovered, I really love fitness. And I loved running accountability groups. I loved having community um, that was full of moms. Um, and But I also realized I really, really, really miss working with the pregnant and postpartum population. And I wasn't really sure where to go from there. Um, I actually saw a pamphlet for this company, Fourth Trimester Fitness Method, at a play place that I was at with my kids. Um, and the first time I saw it, I picked it up and I was like, that seems really cool, but I could never teach people like in a classroom or in a class setting. I'm not made for that. <laughs> Put it down. Um, I walked away and I, I think it was several months until I went back to that playlist again. I picked it back up and I was like, I need to look into this. Um, so while I was actually pregnant with my third, um, I spoke to Emily, the owner who actually created this entire curriculum. And I knew this was this was it. This is what I had to do. Um, so I had my third baby. Um, and a couple months after I had my third baby, I went through the training for this, um, to become an instructor with fourth trimester fitness method. And, um, and it was actually really awesome because I, I learned, um, you know, the classes, but the one that I really loved was postpartum recovery because I was a new newly postpartum again, right. Really awesome to like learn all this stuff that I was actually, that was going to be really applicable for me. So, um, anyway, I 
trained in February of 2020 and scheduled my first in-person class because that's what we were going to be doing was in-person classes. And <sighs> that changed. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that changed. Um, so <laughs> COVID hit and it actually has been a huge blessing because we've gotten to open this opportunity up to virtual classes as well, mm-hmm. which has been awesome to meet moms from all over the country. There's been some moms in some other countries who've taken classes. Um, so it's been, it's been a, such a blessing in disguise, um, yeah. to have that opportunity, but yeah, that's kind of how I got here. I, I've kind of been a little bit all over the map since becoming a mom of what the heck I want to do with my life, but <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm feeling pretty confident that this, this is where I was supposed to end up. So. Yes. I love that. <laughs> and you know, yeah. you said that you were a nurse in the hospitals for, um, a, a labor and delivery nurse. And I'm yes. assuming you didn't learn this, the information that you learned in this course in nursing school, correct? It was like totally different. Yeah. So some of the, some of the stuff that I learned teaching birth ball basics was very familiar to me, but some of like the positions we talk about, some of the changes that we talk about that happen to the pelvis during labor, um, some of the techniques to kind of get baby repositioned into a different position mm. were not things that I just weren't really included in my orientation to, you know, nobody's fault or anything. It just wasn't right. included in my orientation. And some of it was just like, mind blowing to me things that I was like, Oh, I could have totally implemented that when I was a nurse or in my own like labor experiences as well. So it just makes me like so excited to, to be able to do this brother moms. Right. And cause you could see both sides of it on the nursing side. And then also as someone who was pregnant, knowing the knowledge and then not knowing the knowledge of what you know now. So, so what are the exact um, classes and stuff that you teach? And then we'll dive into each of them separately. Sure. So I teach birth ball basics. So that's going to be for pregnant women because we're teaching how to use a birth ball. Um, And then I teach postpartum recovery fitness. And that is mostly for moms who are pretty fresh postpartum, but you can take that even if you're like a few years out from postpartum, it still would be applicable. Um, and then I teach pelvic floor corn more, and that is actually, it's actually for anybody we say with a pelvic floor. So a lot of people who take it are moms who've either had a baby like several years ago and don't quite want to go through the postpartum recovery series or women who are a little bit older and are having issues with their pelvic floor or their core, or it can actually be for women who haven't even had a baby who just want to understand their pelvic floor and their core a little bit better. So we say, if you have a pelvic floor, it's for you. <laughs> okay. That's all. So can we just actually start there? Like what is a pelvic floor and like, what does it do? Like, <laughs> like how can you explain that to someone who might not know what that is? Sure. So a pelvic floor really is just a group of muscles. I do want to, I do want to make one disclaimer. Um, I am a certified fitness instructor. I am not a pelvic floor physical therapist. I just want to make that disclaimer because I know (laughs) that that the people who, you know, who are pelvic floor physical therapists go through a lot of of training and schooling for that. So I don't want to take credit for that. Um, But but pelvic floor, a pelvic floor is basically just a hammock of muscles that kind of hold up the organs above it. So like your bladder, your uterus, your rectum Mm. hold up, um, are held up by your pelvic floor. And just like any other muscle in our body, our pelvic floor can contract and can relax. Um, So we talk a lot about kind of how that works. How do you engage your pelvic floor and contract your pelvic floor? How do you also relax your pelvic floor? Because that's kind of something 
that we forget to talk about too, is how to relax your pelvic floor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is definitely new information to me about like uh, (laughs) ways, like I'm not focusing on this and I probably should be, which is, but that's awesome. So are there any general tips of things that anybody could do to improve their pelvic floor? Is that kind of what the Uh, pelvic floor core and more is about, or is that something different? So all of our classes actually talk a lot about the pelvic floor because it's it's very involved even in pregnancy as well as postpartum. Um, I guess general tips would just be like learning how to, like, I guess like I was just saying is really ha- know how to engage your pelvic floor and contract it because just like any muscle, you want to be able to contract the muscle to work it. Like if you were doing a bicep curl, you want to curl your muscle to do the curl, but you also want to know how to like lengthen and relax it because without, if you're doing a bicep curl, you can't do the full curl. If you're, if you don't lengthen your arm as well. So for your pelvic floor, same idea in order for it to work in like full motion and full capacity, you have to be able to lengthen it as well. So I guess just, it's so important to understand how to engage gauge it and lengthen it. And I know that might be very confusing. Like, no, 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 that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Is it now, can you tell us how to do that? Or is it different based on if you're pregnant, if you're not pregnant, your person, like the person, or is there like a pretty standard way? So it's not different whether you're pregnant or postpartum. Um, it's kind of hard to explain in like a really short amount of time. Um, (laughs) sorry. I'm just, cause it like, we, sometimes we spend like an entire, like hour or class kind I'm of like sure talking on that okay um sorry I don't no, know it's fine so is there I'm just going to direct everyone then to your Instagram after this because she does yes. tons of videos <laughs> and reels and all information on that there so it is definitely something you want to learn about but we of course in the show notes will be her Instagram handle so you can go check out her videos there on that so okay so let's dive into birth ball basics so what yes. is that who is it for what's it about yeah. Okay. So birth ball basics is for anybody who's pregnant for all trimesters. So you can take it as early as like you are first trimester, newly pregnant, don't even look pregnant yet. Um, or you can take it as like late as you might deliver tomorrow. (laughs) Um, so it's for all trimesters and it is basically, we're going to learn techniques of how to use the ball in pregnancy during pregnancy, um, to kind of strengthen and prepare for labor to, um, strengthen and prepare for the rest of pregnancy. Um, and then we'll t- talk about how to use it during labor, during the actual like delivery process, and then in the early postpartum period as well. And this can really be for any woman, no matter what kind of birth they're planning. So whether they're planning to deliver at home in a hospital, whether they're planning to have a completely natural delivery without any medications, or if they're like, I want an epidural, as soon as I, as soon as yeah. I get admitted to the hospital, um, it can actually be for um, any women, whether they're having a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery, because some of the things that we talk about are going to be applicable to both. So really, it's for any pregnant woman. And um, the big topics that we cover are relieving achy lower backs, like techniques of how to relieve those achy lower backs when you're super pregnant and you're just so tired, your body is so tired. Mm. Um, training your body for labor time, how to strengthen, prepare for labor. Um, and we really focus on strengthening the areas of your body that do a lot of the work during labor. 
um, strengthening your core to support that growing belly and your pelvic floor to support that growing uterus that's laying right on top of it. Um, learning effective laboring down techniques, learning how to open the pelvis in certain positions and certain areas of the pelvis, um, and stretching out those tired muscles that you get at the end of pregnancy. We talk a a lot about different birthing positions that you can do, um, with the birth ball. Wow. And we even do like a mini workout during class with the birth ball that you can use to kind of, again, strengthen and prepare the, those areas of your body that are going to be doing a lot of the work when you're laboring. That is so cool. So doing these techniques then I'm assuming is going to, I don't want to say obviously make it easier because labor is the last thing that anyone would ever describe as easy, but is it, it's meant to support your labor process. So it's just, um, more effective or less like, I don't want less painful. (laughs) How do you explain it? How does it, how does it improve the delivery process? So, um, it's really, it's all evidence-based actually all of our classes are all evidence-based. Um, but it's shown to effectively cope during labor. So it really can help to, um, and, you know, help with that perception of pain, like knowing mm-hmm. how to be in different positions or move around when you are having those contractions. So it really actually can help to decrease that discomfort, um, has shown to help, um, maybe help your labor progress along a little bit because, oh. um, getting that baby to get into the right position of the pelvis, um, can help your labor to progress. It can, um, be super helpful with decreasing the, the, um, chances of any kind of like instrumental delivery. So something wow. with like forceps or vacuum, um, decreasing the chance of a cesarean delivery. And, um, also like if you do have that vision and that, um, desire to try to deliver without an epidural, um, it kind of increases those chances as well. Cause it gives you a lot of different like coping uh, mechanisms, different positions that you can be in, um, that will help in the end, if you would like to deliver without an epidural, be able to do that. But we also, um, show you ways to also progress your labor when you have an epidural, because that's super Mm. important to understand too. So we talk about, um, basically any kind of labor you might have. Wow. That is so awesome. Okay. So this, of course you said is going to be beneficial, whether you are giving birth at home or these are things like techniques that you could do in the hospital as well. Uh, both. It can be applied okay. to any kind of delivery. Um, and we really try to like, we will always want to like honor and respect whatever kind of delivery anybody wants. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, these are going to be, and we talk about too, like if you um, are in the hospital setting, like how you might be able to, um, you know, use a hospital bed to like incorporate it with the birth ball. So we, we really address how this can be used in kind of any, any delivery. And you could bring the birth ball, of course, with you to the hospital to, to implement these strategies. Yeah. So that is one thing we talk about in class. Most hospitals now are pretty cool with the birth ball idea. Um, (laughs) It is a little bit newer. When I had my daughter five years ago, the hospital that I worked at, we actually did not have birth balls on the unit. Um, We didn't allow people to bring them up, but by the time we had my second one, so three years ago, um, that was something that we were able to do. Um, so I think most hospitals are kind of moving towards that now. Um, but Mm -hmm. I always tell people it's super important to talk to your provider before you make that decision or when you're thinking, okay, I think I want to use birth ball, talking to your provider and saying, Hey, is this, is this okay with the hospital? Is this okay with you? Um, just because it would 
obviously if you're planning that and you show up in labor and find out right. that you can't use it, um, you don't want to have to worry about that when you're in active labor. Okay. Awesome. And then, um, you also mentioned how it could help reduce the amount of cesareans that, uh, you know, you reduce your risk of getting a cesarean if that's not what you want to do. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of times this happened with my sister that the baby sometimes won't be head down and then mm-hmm. they won't flip. So do these, um, exercises or movements or strategies that you're teaching help the baby flip if they are not in the correct position before giving birth? So sometimes being on that birth ball and doing some of the different positions that we talk about in class um, may make more room in the pelvis and may make may allow for baby to flip, but we don't focus as much on like helping to spin the baby and turn the baby if they're breech. Um, that's not something we focus as yeah as much on in our class. Okay. But then there are other awesome resources out there that do focus a lot on that. Okay. Awesome. So now could this also be, is this also like a fitness type of, um, class or is this really just teaching you about the labor part or could this be used as fitness for someone who's pregnant? Yeah. So this definitely can be used for fitness. So like I said, we, the, I I don't think I mentioned this earlier. The birth ball basics is a one-time clinic. It's a three-hour clinic that you go to, and it's kind of broken up into three sections. Um, And one section is kind of like a workout. We do that a little workout with a ball. Um, And before we go into the workout, we talk about all the changes that happen to your body while you're pregnant, um, what that kind of means, what to, how to manage those changes, um, and certain things to be mindful of, especially with your core and your pelvic floor. And then we implement those when we do the workout with the ball. So, and then we kind of talk about like, how is this going to apply to your daily activities that you're doing at home? Or maybe if you are doing workouts at home, things that you're going to be mindful of with your core and your pelvic floor. Um, So we kind of teach how to implement that into the workouts you may be doing at home, but you walk away with a 30 minute workout that you can do with your birth ball at home. And I can tell you it's a, it's a great workout. Like I, by the end of class, I'm even pretty sore from it. Um, and I'm not pregnant. So I can, I'm sure, I'm sure the moms are like, Oh man, my legs are pretty sore, but we're all the things that we focus on with that workout. Like I said, it are areas of your body that we want to be strong for labor that are going to help to support that labor process. Um, so they walk away with that workout. That's number one is a great workout that they can use for fitness at home. And number two, that will be helping to prepare their body for labor as well. And then we, um, actually like offer if they so choose, they can, um, also purchase a subscription for, uh, like a workout video. Basically that's the workout they did in class. If they like to follow a video for workouts, they have that option to kind of follow that video for the rest of their pregnancy, um, until they deliver. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So it's a class And then they take the resources with them and implement it on their own. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, cool. I love that. That is amazing. Every, if you are pregnant, I (laughs) highly recommend going to Megan's page and doing this because I mean, who wouldn't want to improve the labor process and make sure that they're doing everything they can to just really like make it a better experience and just have the knowledge of there are so many different things we can do that we are not again, mainstream doctors or gynecologists might not be giving you this information, but it is really important to know it. I mean, maybe some are, I'm I'm not sure. I I haven't come across that yet, but 
you are, which is amazing. So <laughs> I love it. Um, um, the other thing I forgot to mention too, is a lot of women walk away feeling just really empowered because they feel confident using this birth ball, different positions in labor. So they feel just empowered going into their delivery, which I think is another important thing as well. Yeah. The more, I feel like the more knowledge you have about anything, it just helps you be more empowered in that area because if you're just like walking in, like, I'm not really sure what's about to happen. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, without any techniques up your sleeve or anything that you could do to help speed along the process, which is amazing. Cause you hear so, so much now how, you know, some women are in labor for two days, three days. And if, if there's anything that we could do to try and improve and uh, speed up that process, that's amazing. Mm-hmm, so definitely. I love that. Okay. So that's birth ball <laughs> basics. Yeah. So, and the second class is postpartum recovery fitness. So let's chat about yeah. that. Yes. So this is a six week series. So this, um, is a one t- we meet once a week for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, and we basically start from the basics in the very beginning talking about like, again, all those changes that happen to your body during pregnancy, what that means, how to manage them. Um, and we start with some very light exercises that first week um, that are no more than what you're already doing at home because you can actually take this class as early as 10 days post-vaginal delivery and then six weeks post-cesarean delivery. Um, and again, because a lot of what we're doing in class are is no more than what you're doing at home or with your daily activities. I mean, a lot of times we don't even realize how many times we squat throughout the day, like just sitting on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting on a couch or bending or squatting down to pick up your car seat or your baby. So you're already doing that without even realizing it. So you can start as early as that. And we start again very um with very, very light exercises. And each week we progress, we add um some new exercises, or we might progress the exercises we did the week before until the last week where we get like you kind of walk away with like a full body workout that you can do at home. It's not like we're like jumping around and doing like high impact stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You, um, walk away with like a decent workout that you can do at home. Um, one thing that we do highlight though, is that it's not, um, and this is, this is what kind of the, the words that fourth trimester fitness method has, has come up with. And I really love it is that it's not a kick your butt fitness class. That's not what we're there for. We're not there to like (laughs) make you walk away or there's enough of those. (laughs) Exactly. And you're, and you just had a baby. So yeah, like let's chill. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, um, and impact exercises anyway, even in those first six weeks really aren't going to be what your pelvic floor needs. Mm. Um, so the main focus of our series is going to be on recovery, um, on pelvic floor muscle training. So again, like I said earlier, we really talked about what does that pelvic floor muscle training feel like, like how to, how do you different cues that we talk about to find your pelvic floor and to engage it and relax it? Um, we talk about recovering the perineum, which is kind of the area right by where that baby came out, or where that like it a lot of stretching happened there for when the baby came out, Oof, yeah. um, or some like tearing may have happened there. So we talk about that recovering that. We talk about diastasis recti recognition and recovery, and this is a really popular topic for moms right now. It's that separation of the um, rectus abdominal muscles. And a lot of moms want to know all about it now, Mm. um, which I I think is really cool because that was, again, not a topic that I knew anything about five years ago. I never heard about it. And now uh, it's something that a lot of women want to know more about. Um, So we talk about recovering that and recognizing if you have one. 
We talk about um, scar massage. So we, we do like a fitness aspect. We talk about your core, strengthening your core, your pelvic floor, all that. But then at the end of class each week, we also have an educational portion that we spend about 15 minutes on or so. And we talk about topics that postpartum women may have questions about and or may not even know to ask about or maybe uncomfortable to ask about. So things like um, incontinence, so peeing your pants mm-hmm. um, or pain with sex. Um, scar massage, um, prolapse of any of the organs that are held up by the public floor. So we go into like an educational aspect about it and talk to them because it kind of, yeah, it gives them a safe space to, to ask questions. And also it might help them to realize that there's things that they're struggling with that they think are normal because they've had a baby. They hear, okay, you've had a baby, so you're just going to pee your pants. Right. Um, but that's actually, it might be super common, but but it's not normal. And they don't really know to ask about these things when they go to their provider because they think, okay, well, this is my, this is how it's going to be now that I've yes. had oh my a baby. So um, we kind of give them, you know, give them that safe place and then kind of encourage them to, if they need to seek further help from a provider that, you know, that they can feel empowered to go in and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this and I, I need help. So mm, that's amazing. I love that you said it's very common, but it's not normal. As yeah. I say all the time about period <laughs> pain or irregular periods or whatever it is. I'm like, yes, it's common, but that doesn't mean that it's normal. Yeah. So that's so crucial, especially if it's your first time having a baby and maybe you're like, what the hell is going on? Like I, I don't have anyone around me that maybe had a baby and just learning this information is so crucial. I love it. Yeah. So, so this, you said, 10 days after having a vaginal birth and six weeks after having a C-section, you could start this. Yes. Definitely. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, and awesome. and the, what I love about that, and again, that I, I can't take credit for any of the like curriculum or like any of this because <laughs> Emily, the creator is like, she, what I love about her is she is um, a midwife. She was a midwife um, wow. in like South Africa. She is a doula. She is a personal trainer. So she like has combined all her um, expertise from all these areas and, um, all this research to create this curriculum. But what I was going to say, um, is that she created this as a kind of like an in-between for moms as well. It, Cause you know, you're sent home from the hospital about two or three days postpartum, and then you have your checkup about six weeks postpartum and there's nothing in between there. There's no, right. you, you go to the pediatrician a couple times for your baby. Um, but there's nothing for moms in between. And so she really created this as a way for us to kind of be that, like, um, that bridge from that going home from the hospital to seeing your provider to kind of maybe again, like inform the moms that like, maybe when they go to their provider, there's things that they do need to like address or ask about. Um, and just to let them know that it's never, it's never too early to start thinking about your core and your pelvic floor after you had a baby. Um, so just kind of being that again, that in between and that like a place for those moms to go before they go to that six week checkup, because they may feel like I have questions or I feel like things aren't Right, but I don't know who to go to. So right, that's so awesome. Yeah. And there's the community aspect of it too, where you know you might feel really alienated when you just have a baby because you know you're not sleeping, you can't really go anywhere. You, you know, you're by yourself. So if you have this community of other women who are you know at the same spot too, because everyone is within a certain range, I guess, of postpartum then it's nice to be able to share that with somebody else and know that there's other people going through what you're going through, which is so powerful. Yeah. Um, so 
when is the like cutoff, I guess, of when you could take this postpartum, like a couple years after postpartum, couple months? So there's not an official cutoff, really. It's kind of what you prefer. Um, I've had some people take this class a couple years postpartum. Um, I think one of the instructors said she actually had somebody take it like six years postpartum. Um, but sometimes at that point, um, they may just want to take pelvic floor corn more. Pelvic floor corn more is also a one-time three-hour clinic. So if you're kind of like, I just want to get a little bit more information about my pelvic floor and core, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to start here and progress through to, to week six. I think I just need a little bit of help with understanding it better than pelvic floor core more might be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just really want to, I guess if you want to dive a little bit deeper, um, and into the information and kind of understanding, um, I think we dive a little bit deeper into it in postpartum recovery, but pelvic floor core more is like a very condensed version of postpartum recovery, I guess. So okay. I don't know if that really answers. No, 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 it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's more up to the the person. But I would say if you're newly postpartum within that year postpartum, I would definitely recommend postpartum recovery over pelvic floor core more because um, even just like you said, the community aspect of it, that's one of the things we say we build Again, this is a fourth trimester term, but we build strong cores and strong communities, strong cores, strong pelvic floors and strong communities. So um, we're really, we want to provide that community as well. And so sometimes just coming to that postpartum recovery class for six weeks um, for the community too is just, is really great. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love it. So uh, question then, because it's it's about the core, the pelvic floor and the community. So if just for someone again, like who's not really familiar with this stuff, if you are working on your core, is that improving your pelvic floor or is it totally different? If you're not, if you don't know how to engage your pelvic floor is doing core exercises, not going to support the pelvic floor. Does that make sense? So the, um, core and the pelvic floor really work as a team. Um, so it's really important to understand both of them. Um, so it's obviously really important to strengthen your core, but if, we're not understanding also how to engage our pelvic floor, um, then, then there is still going to be weakness there. Um, there might, it might actually, if you're only focusing on strengthening your core, it might be putting more pressure on that pelvic floor too. Mm. So really being able to, to kind of maintain both the integrity of your core and your pelvic floor together as a team is, is super important. And it, it kind of makes more sense when we dive into like the details of that in class, but they actually work as a team. So focusing on, on both of them is super important. Okay. So when like I sit here and tighten my core, I'm not actually tightening my pelvic floor or contracting it. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, you might be, um, depending on what part of your core you're firing. Um, and maybe it could, cause for some women, it may just be something that they're able to do without thinking too much about it. Um, where other women, it takes a lot of like connecting with your pelvic mm-hmm. floor to be able to do it. So it's really hard to say for sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times too, when people tighten their core, um, they're thinking more about like you maybe sucking their belly button to their spine, things like that. Cause those are cues we hear a lot. Um, but in class we talk a lot about our deep core, which is a lot, um, like low, it's a lot lower in your abdomen. It's actually the deepest part of our core. It's underneath our rectus muscle, our rectus 
his abdominis muscles are external and internal obliques. Um, it's actually underneath all of those. And it's a part of the core that I can tell you, like, I never, I don't know if I ever felt it firing until I took this and became an instructor and really started to like, and understood it through the training. I remember walking away from the training being like, I'm really sore in an area yeah. where I didn't know I had muscles. <laughs> I feel like I have a very weak pelvic floor because that like, I'm just thinking of like, you know, the belly button to the spine and like, I could tighten a lot more up top in my like upper core, but the bottom I have more issues with. So I feel like I do have a weak pelvic floor. So I'm about, I'm not even close to getting pregnant or pregnant, but I like, I'm about to take this class because I feel like it's just important for any woman, like regardless. Um, and are there any cues? So it's like, I'm like, I'm like literally trying to do it as we're sitting here. Um, so is it more, can you feel it like in the like vaginal wall almost like, you know, if like you do like a Kegel or something, is that like getting closer to it or is that different? So a Kegel is actually a pelvic floor muscle contraction. It is, that is what, um, uh, engaging your pelvic floor is, but a lot of times Kegels also are not done in a way, like, I guess, again, before I knew all this, if you were to tell me to do a Kegel, I would think, okay, I guess I should just sit, uh, maybe like on the toilet and try to stop my pee from coming out. Cause it's a lot of times what we're told, like, oh, if you can stop your pee from coming out, you're doing a Kegel. Um, but that's actually not a good idea because we want our <laughs> bladder to fully empty. So don't do that. Um, but also um, our pelvic floor is a huge, um, it's a basically muscles that run from like your pubic bones all the way to your, um, to your tailbone and in between your sits bones. So it's a huge hammock of muscles that wow. goes all the way from the front to the back. So if you're thinking, okay, my key, you know, for me, if I'm a Kegel, I'm going to stop my flow of urine. If you think about that, that's like the tiniest part of your pelvic floor. Um, so a lot of times when we're doing Kegels, if we don't know how to fully engage all of those muscles, then we're actually not fully doing a pelvic floor contraction or a Kegel. Um, so, and And, that's something that we cover a lot in class too. And you could, um, like target all those hammock of muscles at, at like one time, if you know how to like tighten it, I guess, or contract. Yeah. It. So that's the goal. When you do a pelvic floor contraction is that we want to be working all of those muscles. And so in class, we spend a lot of time, like different cues. We spend a lot of time, um, like using different, like we, um, like different feedback kind of to know if, if we're engaging them or not. But yes, the goal is basically to, I know, like, I know that people aren't going to be able to see us because I know they're not going to get the video, but like, (laughs) here's my model. Um, and you can see like this whole area is your pelvic floor. So you're, when you are engaging your pelvic floor, you're engaging the front part, the back part, you're engaging all of those muscles. And so, um, it is, it, sometimes it takes a lot of practice and training. And that's what we talk a lot about in class too, is that you might not walk away from the first week, the second week, or even third week fully knowing how to engage at public floor, but it's all about practicing and try and really like thinking about it over and over again, just like any kind of workout, you know, you're not going to strengthen, um, any muscle unless you practice, you know, and do that over and over again. So yeah. Wow. Okay. And then are the, before we go into the next one, I'm so, obviously yeah. I'm so fascinated about this. No, topic. Okay. Um, 
Are there any, I know it's like so in depth, but are there any cues, even just like a few that you could give us to see like that someone could start trying to even just feel where it is in inside them? Yeah. So, um, well, a good, um, trying to think of a good one that would be good for most people. Um, so actually (laughs) this one is a little bit funny and usually makes people giggle a little bit, (laughs) but, um, thinking about like sucking a straw with your vagina or like, um, picking up a blueberry with your vagina, something like that. Oh, I feel it now. (laughs) I feel, no, I'm literally doing it. Okay. No, that's very different than what I would. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So those are usually the ones where people are like, Oh, that's kind of funny, but it, but it works. And And then um, from there you could like strengthen all the way up. Like I can. Yeah. Okay. So we, and we talk, there's even different kinds of contractions that you do, like different lengths of time that you do it for. You want to, you know, try and We, again, all, all things we cover in class, but like in different positions, because, um, like any other muscle, like you, you know, you're not, you might be doing working different muscles in different positions. So like just working your pelvic floor, like whether you're standing or laying or sitting or kneeling or things like that. Wow. So we, yeah, it's crazy. It's That's so wild. Like, it is. I'm like, how did, and again, I, how do we not learn this in school? Yeah. Like how did I, how does it take me having three kids to finally like learn this stuff? Oh my God. I'm so glad that I found you before I have children. <laughs> so now I know, um, I have two more questions about that before we get into the yes. pelvic floor core and more. Yeah. So Number one is, does this improve or do anything for sex? Like, can it help sex life, like pleasure, like anything like that? Yeah, definitely. We talk about that in class. It's one of the educational topics we cover um, in class and it definitely can. So um, the pain with sex can be caused from, from different, from a lot of different reasons, but sometimes one of the things can be, um, like if your pelvic floor is too tight, because obviously mm-hmm. if your muscles are super tight, it probably won't feel super good. So that's why we do a lot of focusing on the lengthening of our pelvic floor as well. And why that is super important. Cause a lot of times when people think strong pelvic floor, they think just contracting their pelvic floor and only focusing on those Kegels. Um, when the lengthening part is just as important, mm. excuse me. So, um, that could be one of the reasons. And sometimes with some of this stuff too, we do say, you know, if this is something that you are still struggling with by the end of our series, then this may be something that would be super helpful to see like a public floor physical therapist about, because, um, if you, once you've kind of done your, your recovery and, um, not, not that your recovery is ever really done. I feel like you're always, we say this too in class, once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum, but once you're past those initial weeks and, and you've done some of these exercises and you're kind of at a point where like, no, like this is, I'm still having pain with sex or I'm still struggling with incontinence. Then public floor physical therapists can be great at like, um, assessing you specifically, assessing your pelvic floor specifically and, and telling you kind of like, okay, maybe there's other specific things we need to work on. Wow. That's so cool. And then are there any like signs that someone could, um, like pinpoint on themselves if they do have a weak pelvic floor or if they need, um, improvement in that area or is it, is incontinence one of them? Yeah, definitely. Incontinence can be one of them. And again, um, that's peeing your pants. If someone missed that, like before, yeah. or, or the inability to like control your bladder, I guess is a nicer way yeah. to say it. Um, and it actually, it can be like other things. I mean, you can have fecal incontinence too. You can have like mm. a lot, like if you're unable to hold gas and things like that, those are all forms of incontinence as well. Cause 
your pelvic floor is, you know, the back half is involved in it as well. Um, other things could be like, if you're having any type of, um, heavy, a heavy feeling in your vagina, as if you had like a tampon in when you didn't, or Mm. as if you felt like there was like a golf ball in there and there isn't. Um, so things like that would be, um, definitely, um, a weak pelvic floor, um, and other things too, that people want to keep in mind, because we don't only focus, I mean, the pelvic floor is a huge thing that we talk about, but also, um, if your hips and your, um, pelvis are feeling super unstable, if you're having like pelvic pain, or if your hips just feel super wobbly or unstable, but that, um, is a huge thing that happens during pregnancy as well. So we focus on strengthening those hips, that pelvic girdle as well. And then, um, obviously your core, if you're noticing, like you're struggling to connect with that deep core, if you're noticing that your belly is kind of bulging out in the middle, I guess is like the, we call it doming or coning, but basically what that is, is like if you're doing core work or if there's force being applied to your core and it kind of presses outwards, forwards. Um, and I think I have this. Muscles. I really <laughs> think I have a weak pelvic floor now that you're talking about this. So keep going. <laughs> um, that, so that would be just, you know, a, a reason that you might want to work on that core strength as well, that deep core strength. Um, so those are kind of all signs or reasons that you might want to take, you know, or might want to focus more on that recovery. But obviously I would recommend this for anybody who's postpartum because your body who has just gone through so many changes in nine, 10 months. Um, and like not only physically, but hormonally, I mean, obviously, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, your balance center is totally different in your brain. So anybody really, um, it, it can only help them to take the time to really understand the recovery process, um, and to understand what they can do to help that recovery process along. Right. Okay. So that was the postpartum recovery. And then, like you said, anyone like, cause I haven't had a child, but I could still have a weak pelvic floor even without having given birth. Yeah, definitely. Anybody can okay. have a diastasis. Anybody can have, um, a weak pelvic floor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, amazing. And then the last one is pelvic floor core and more. So let's yeah. chat about that one. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited. I have, I am like literally finishing up this certification. So I will be Yay. teaching this. Uh, yeah. Hopefully in the next month or two. Um, so this is for women of all ages, whether you've had a baby or not. So basically if you have a pelvic floor, this one is for you. Um, we do talk about recovering from pregnancy as well, because they're, um, even if you had a baby years and years ago, you are always postpartum and there may be some changes that were never really addressed or strengthened, um, that we can still focus on. So we do cover the changes that happen during pregnancy. Um, and again, we struggle with, or we talk about things like struggling with incontinence. Um, we talk about struggling with constipation, um, mm. we talk about that heavy feel that, like I was talking about the heaviness in the vagina and basically we have, um, a, like we have a huge educational section again, talking about things like diastasis, your pelvic floor, weak pelvic floor, all those things that we cover in postpartum recovery. We talk about that. We go through a, um, kind of like a small workout that you get to take home again to strengthen all those areas, your core, your pelvic floor, your hips, your pelvis. Um, things that you can really focus on to strengthen those areas. And then we spend time going into depth um, on educational topics like we do in postpartum recovery. So things like um, scar massage, things like pain with sex, things like incontinence, um, things. So it's, we kind of, like I said, it's 
I feel like I don't have much more to say about it because it's a yeah. lot of what we talk about in postpartum recovery mm-hmm. and just like a really condensed version of it that you get in one day. Okay. So just like birth ball basics, this is a one day, like three hour type of course. And the postpartum recovery is a six week situation. Six week series. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I might be taking this pelvic floor core and more because (laughs) I definitely want to learn more about it. And I definitely think I have a weak pelvic floor. Wow. That was amazing. I just learned so much. And this is just so crucial for people to know that they have these tools that they could use to improve the labor process, to improve the postpartum recovery. Because I've, I mean, I've had so many friends and my sister and I've just, everybody around me has had babies, pretty much everybody in my life, other than myself, (laughs) have had children. And, you know, there is really no, like you said, like they go to the doctor soon after for the baby and, but there's no like support post recovery of like what, the hell to do now after you just birthed a human. <laughs> so I think this is so great that you are doing this and that this Thank is you. out there for people. So anything else that you want to leave the listener with? Um, and then of course, telling us like where we could find you, like how they could work with you and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I guess Two things I wanted to say is um, at Fourth Trimester Fitness Method, we're really focusing on educating you with like evidence-based practice. And we're always trying to, um, the creator of, of Fourth Trimester Fitness Method and all the instructors are always collaborating to really make sure that we have the most recent research. So um, awesome. we've actually, the, I know the curriculum has been changed even a couple of times before I started teaching. So we are always working to make sure we're, we're using the most current information. Um, and we're hoping that everything that we're teaching you really empowers you, whether it's in pregnancy, whether it's in postpartum to really understand your body and to like, to know kind of what's going on with your body. Um, and again, we just really, we really hope in, in the long run that we're also building community, um, for moms. And then the other thing, well, for any women really. Um, and then the other thing that I really also want to say too, is I know a lot of times as women, we go, you know, we have our baby and we go to our six week checkup and we're told, okay, you're recovered and you're good to go. Um, Mm. but there is just so much still that is not totally recovered. Um, and also, um, sometimes we really have to be able to support that recovery and know, instead of just being like, okay, well, I'll just let my body recover itself. Sometimes we really have to do, do some work to help with their recovery. So, um, I know that, sorry, I feel like I'm going a little long with this, but I'm almost no, like, no, go for it. <laughs> I know that, um, like after my first two babies, I was told, you know what, you're, you're recovered. You're good to go, go work out. And I thought, all right, I'm getting back into my workouts like you did before baby. And I was so frustrated and mad. And just, I was like, so confused. I was like, this feels so different. And and I don't know what to do now. And, and I just felt so discouraged, mm. um, where I feel like when you have the knowledge, um, of what's changed in your body, I feel like at number one, it gives you just so much more of an appreciation and so much more patience with your body. Yeah. Um, and just makes you feel even stronger, even when you're maybe modifying somehow it, it just, it feels stronger. So, um, it made my third recovery process a lot different. So I just hope that it can do that for moms as well. I was just um, going to ask you that actually too, yeah. cause I know you said that you didn't start implementing this till after you had your third, mm-hmm. um, was it different type of a recovery in a good way or, uh, even like a quicker recovery or just more sufficient recovery, I guess. Um, I think it just, I mean, I think I felt 
physically more aware of my body than ever before, even before having kids. There are things that I feel like I'm more aware of now than before Mm -hmm. I was ever pregnant. Um, And I think just emotionally, it made the recovery so much better because it took this pressure of like having to get back to those workouts that I thought I was supposed to get back to and, and understanding that like my body is telling me certain things. It's telling me, okay, we need to modify now. And also Mm. just and understanding why, like knowing right. those changes that happen in my body. Okay. This is why I need to modify. Um, I think that helps me versus like, I don't know what's going on and I'm so frustrated as to why it's not working. Right. Yeah. Oh my so. God. That is so true. Whenever we're frustrated about something, whether it's, you know, postpartum recovery or you're having all these crazy symptoms and you have no idea like where it's coming from. Once you know it at least allows you to be more graceful with yourself. And you're like, oh, okay. Like I understand now what's going on. And now I know how to move forward to support Mm -hmm. myself. So that is amazing. I love that. Yes. Yes. Um, And as far as finding me, um, so you can find me at, um, so fourth trimester fitness method has a website, 4tfm.com. I am listed on there under the instructors as well as a ton of other uh, like amazing instructors. Like the instructor family that we have is incredible the sport is amazing. All we want to do is like help women and help moms. I it's love awesome. it. And so, um, if the classes that I'm teaching aren't working out like for you, as far as dates and times, please go to one of them because they're all incredible. You will love all of them as well. Um, so you can find that at 4tfm.com. Um, and you can search by instructor dates, times, whatever. Um, and then me personally, you can find me, um, on Instagram at Meg. So M E G Luke L U K E underscore. Because mm-hmm. Meg Luke wasn't available. Um, <laughs> it's at Meg underscore Luke, right? Or is it Meg no, Luke then underscore? Meg Luke underscore. Okay. We're going to put it on the yep. show notes. So don't worry. All these links, if you're driving <laughs> yeah. or you're walking, you're doing laundry, and you're like, oh my God, don't worry. Yes. All this information will be in the show yeah. notes. So you can go creep her out, stalk her out and work yeah. with her because you need to work with her. This is amazing. Yeah. And then I do have a Facebook business page. I know sometimes Facebook isn't as big anymore, but you can find me mm-hmm. at Meg Luke, fourth trimester fitness method. Um, you can find, and then you can also find fourth trimester fitness method on Facebook as well as Instagram, just fourth trimester fitness method. So be sure to follow there because they have other amazing content. They have an amazing blog. So you would get great information from there as well. So yay. Oh my God, Megan, <laughs> that was incredible. I am oh, so happy God. I had you on. I, I know <laughs> the listeners going to be really, really excited. I have a lot of new clients now that are pregnant that um, are going to be really excited about this. And yeah, I'm just super grateful that I connected with you and that you were able to share your time with us. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to chat with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.